guys. Welcome to episode 257 of the podcast with my charming and wonderful guest, Angela Weber. She and I met on the last Joko cruise that I did. Shout out to the Joko cruise. And uh, she is half of the uh, wonderful um, band, The Double Clicks, and we have included a song at the end of the podcast. Um, I didn't meet her until after I had heard them perform, and I just thought that they were so... uh, Uh, You know, (laughs) Jesse Thorne did this thing um, many, many years ago, uh, which is kind of hard to explain. But if you're a listener to his podcast, you may be familiar with it. Um, But it was something called he was calling the new sincerity. And he had this little button that had a kitten on it. And it said the new sincerity. And um, that uh, that's what I was reminded of when I saw um, the double clicks, because they are so sincere and funny. And their hearts are just in uh, an amazing place. And I I find it very inspiring. So uh, enjoy the episode. And um, I will talk to you guys next time on the podcast. I, in reverse order, I'm going to quickly do some shout outs. I want to uh, send lots and lots of shout outs, loves, hugs, e e hugs, um, thoughts, etc. to uh, those of you who are listeners in areas that have been sustaining um, lots of hurricane uh, and storm damage. Uh, I know there are many of you out there and um, I hope you're doing okay. And I also want to shout out specifically um, Joseph, who uh, has designed a bunch of JV Club stuff and uh, was in Tampa and, and got lucky when the storm took a turn. So, um, but just thinking about you guys and uh, and I also wanted to thank Jesse for your uh, lovely email. Okay, that should do it and I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Now entering nerdist.com. right into it i want to apologize uh if i keep like fussing with my eye because i'm having one of those days where i put in a contact lens that um appears to have some sort of schmutz on it oh no but uh somehow i'm too stubborn to change it out even though i wear (laughs) contact dailies i wear dailies i could easily take it out and start afresh but i was i was busy i was on the go you saw me i was (laughs) wandering around my house with a fanny pack on because i was like i got chores to do before angela gets here yet i also need to listen to podcasts while i'm doing it so i'm just too busy to change a contact lens but there there is a sort of like a yeah like one hat like uh, for sure you're in better focus (laughs) just you know maybe i could put an eye patch on that wouldn't be any more would distracting. Be I would feel a lot more comfortable <laughs> if you were wearing an iPad. And you look so, and, and I'm wearing like the most oh, sluggy, that's not a word, um, but I feel like I'm very, uh, uh, I look gross. We so. just moved here from Portland. I've been living out of a suitcase for a month and we went shopping yeah. the other day Ooh, and I was like, I have a new dress. A, I'm going to wear Yeah, what a novelty. Yeah. Um, how has it been so far? How have you felt about being It's been here? good. We've been on the road a lot. Like we moved here for two weeks and then I was on tour for three weeks and then we got back for like three days. So I'm, I don't yeah. know. It still feels like wind. a vacation yeah. to me. Oh I'm yeah. Excited to be here. Still. Sure. Where were you, where were you going? Where were you on, on tour? Um, we went to, uh, the Northeast and then we went to Gen Con and PAX. So I've oh, been, cool. yeah. We did. Wait, is PAX back in Portland? PAX is in Seattle. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Which is pretty much Portland. Yeah. So. Yeah. How, uh, how's the, I hate to say this, but how's the weather everywhere? And I only say that because uh, it's been tricky for people with storms and then tricky for people yeah, with heat waves. We ha- we avoided all of it. Like I wasn't in the Northwest when there was fires and I wasn't here when there was fires, but I just see it all happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. just darting around avoiding the major... Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird time to be a person right it's now. It's a little bit of a weird time to be yeah. a person. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you were, did you have an awareness that like, I kind of feel like there were things that happened. I'm, by the way, not minimizing in any way how strange things are these days. Yeah. I completely agree with you 100%. Yeah. I, like many people, tend to overanalyze things and then question myself not because I question other people, but like I'm so doubtful sometimes of myself and I'm like, well, but let me just imagine because, for example, you know, John Lennon's had a song in the 80s, him by himself called uh, what? Uh, Nobody told me there'd be days like these strange yeah. days indeed. So my question to you is, are we feeling this because we're at an age where we have the capacity to think that way because we've lived long enough that we can look back and say like well i feel like things are pretty weird now or does everyone at a certain age in a certain generation feel that way because surely people say you know people in the eight obviously john lennon was like this is a fucking weird time to be alive (laughs) yeah well i think every especially with the internet now we can see every horrible thing that's happening all the time so it's just like well it's all it's very peculiar to us which i'm trying to just get more and more into real life where you can like both experience reality and like actually do a good thing or like see a good thing happening which you can't yeah. you just get so outweighed by bad when you're tuned into everything yeah i think yeah i remember when i worked briefly uh for the huffington post there was um we, we i was doing like a live show like a show every day and um but but where we got our stories unsurprisingly would be we would pull them out of the huffington post columns and then sometimes we'd interview the person who wrote it or we would interview people that they talked to yeah. in the in the article and um and it was <laughs> it was just so painful that they had they had an art they have a, a what they call vertical i guess that's because you can i don't know what i don't know why yeah, it's called yeah, vertical yeah, but yeah. they're called verticals and they had a good they, they have one that's just called good things oh and it's one of those like bittersweet things where you're like, I'm so pleased that you guys are thinking through wanting to have a place you can go just to feel good about things. But also, oh God, we need just one place where you can feel good about (laughs) things. The the implication that every other column heading is like dire. There's a, like a free paper in Portland. I think it's actually probably everywhere. Like the zippity do news, Uh just positive news. And then like a moment to like enjoy the name of that. (laughs) Okay. That's good. Um, good news, riddles, human interest stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But also immediately writing it off for for most of us, like that all sounds great and yet it feels less important. Right? I mean yeah. there's a you know what I mean? There's it a sort of like I don't know. Like you're ignoring suffering anytime you're yeah. happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. That's really hard. You uh, but surely we also find yeah, like you said, we find ways to kind of engage with people that is the hard part right is that there is this sort of it reminds me of a now i can't 
refer to anything unless it's someone else's work apparently yeah, yeah. um but they're the, a very early radio lab episode about kind of making the choice it's the the we really go down this rabbit hole but it's the whole idea of you know all the kind of like philosophical sociological conundrum problems that are presented in college and elsewhere where it's like okay you're you you're in charge of a train you can push one person off the train and save the whole train oh, yeah, or yeah. you can flip the switch and save everyone but the person dies but they're far away from you and that there are people who won't push you know the majority of people will make the decision if, if if it's a piece of machinery like yes i will kill that person because i don't have to be the person who's pushing them physically with my hands and then the alt and then there's sort of alternative of that is you know would you kill one baby to save you know a, a million people or yeah. whatever which and has if never so, come up in my life it's I'm, f- I'm thankful it's never yeah, come up probably in my will either. though now, now that we've said it, yeah. you'll be out on tour somewhere. <laughs> you'll be like, why did we come to Houston this day? Um, Houston, I'm not going to pick on you. You've gone through plenty. Uh, but um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering if part of yeah us living in this era is um, it's almost the reverse. of It's like you, you're not going to see your community. You almost don't see your community. Whereas like in the back in the day, it would be like, well, you wouldn't kill a baby in your community, but you might kill a baby that you've never seen before because they're faceless. And in some kind of weird way, what's wonderful about the internet is that it is one big community on certain levels, but also now you only see the people far away who are going through horrible things. And maybe that takes the place of you seeing the community around you in some, in some way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Opine. Tell me everything you think about the very long things I just said, (laughs) only so that I'm not the one talking for a second. I agree completely with what you said. Yeah, you're also making a lot of statements in your music too, so yeah. I shouldn't hold you accountable to have to um, go on a yeah, diet I mean, I right just, now. I'm just trying to be in real life more. That's all I can do because it is like I feel like the being devastated by terrible things that happens just keeps you from being productive. I guess. Right. Yeah, I have to like write myself a flowchart of like if I'm happy, then I can make this thing, which will show representation for this thing eventually, and that'll make everybody better. No, whatever, I think whatever. that's that's a very that's a tr- that's a true thing, and that's a yeah. true. I like that you, whether or not that's an, a literal thing you had to oh, do. Yeah, it, <laughs> I really appreciate that because that is something that um, becomes health healthy. I think is or just, becomes helpful is is just to actually have this way of looking at it that feels scientific. Yeah. Like, well, listen, this is about my feelings, but also my feelings can be represented in a nice chart type way yeah. that I can trace and be logical about and feel like that's real on a different level than, oh, I feel bad about this and I'm just going to... Yeah. The whole conversation only happening between just kind of in the murky soup of what's going on inside yeah. us instead of seeing something on paper. I really yeah. appreciate that. Maybe I should adopt that more because <laughs> um, it makes sense. Yeah. Where did you grow up, Angela? Um, we grew. I grew up uh, in Kentucky till I was six, and then the rest of the time in Boston until okay. college or outside of Boston. How many memories of Kentucky do you have? Um, a few, mostly because as soon as we moved to Boston, I had decided my life was devastated because we had moved and I was so alone. I'd never be happy again. Mm-hmm. Um, so positive associations with Kentucky. Yeah, it was very dramatic. But um, I we we lived on like this in this giant we weren't we weren't farmers but we had like a bunch of acres that other people i guess farm for us um or we rented us i have no idea um (laughs) there were cows and stuff um and uh there was just a lot of like playing outside and uh 
the, the, we were in the middle of nowhere. So we just kind of kept, my sister and I kept ourselves entertained and did little science shows on a VHS. And, oh, wonderful. Yeah, Even fun. as young as that? Yeah. That's we impressive. Were, we were very into making stuff because there's nothing. We didn't like watch TV or anything. It was just like, okay, we're going to run around. and Yeah. Yeah. And then when you moved to Boston, what was that like? And what took you, your family, to Boston? Uh, my dad got a job. He's a professor. So he moved to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Um, and uh, it was okay. I think I meet, our, our town was very, is a suburb and it was very, is full of townies. Like it was like really like everybody there had been there for a generation. So it, and I was very dramatic, but it, so it felt like I was out of place immediately. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, though. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. Well, what was the name of this? Is this a suburb or an Westford, actual town? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Westwood? Westford. Westward. West Chelmsford. Um, it shortened it. Oh, okay. Westford. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's not that much longer. No. Uh, and there still is West Chelmsford. I don't know. No. <laughs> Boston is amazing. Massachusetts is Well, what I was going to say is if there's one thing that um, there are certain areas in the United States that are known for being very proud and very hold, let's hold on to our history. And yeah. um, I say that being from Arizona, feeling like that's not that big. It's not the same as, you know, people who live in Texas are very particular about being from Texas. And I totally yeah. get it. And I certainly feel like we can say that the Boston, Massachusetts area is yeah. also known for that. So yeah. being a kid from Kentucky, I as dramatic as you might have been, I can yeah. see how that would be reinforced in a way that I don't think it would have if you'd moved to my city of Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, Do you know for I mean? sure. Yeah. It was, um, it, it was like a, a fun, like a really, really good schools and a lot of like, I love learning and they had a great music program and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't great at making friends. I was a real nerd and got bullied and stuff, but. in like junior high and high school, does that hold out all the yeah. way through? Um, kind of, I, I try to go back and analyze what happened. And I think in middle school and high school, I was really obsessed with the fact that I wasn't popular, that maybe leaned into it in a way that self-fulfilled it. If I hadn't cared so much about what people thought about me, I might've just had more friends. Yeah. Yeah. What were your friendships like in high school? Did you have a handful of real closies? That's not an expression. Yeah, no, it is my now. closies and I. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what we say in Great. Westford. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a relief. Um, water. Oh, please, please. Heavens knows why you take a sip. I can fill time because I can't <laughs> seem to stop talking today. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I had I, I have friends from orchestra and marching band. Great. Um, and, and what were you playing? Uh, so in orchestra, I played violin for a long time and then I didn't like practicing. So I quit and became a drummer and was really good at that because nobody else could read music. So uh-huh. it was like a really low barrier <laughs> to entry. Um, and then in marching band, I played cymbals and then I, I got promoted to snare drum. And promoted then, is an amazing term to use. Uh, and then I became the drum major in my senior okay. year. So yeah. Uh, I, violin is one of those instruments that, um... I think most people have that real, it seems, and I'm saying this based on mostly my experience doing the podcast, but people tend to wish they played the piano. Like that tends to, like many people play the guitar or they, if they don't, they wish they play the guitar. Many people who don't play the piano wish they play the piano. Um, Maybe because I know how to play both, I'm Mm. a much better guitarist. I'm not a great 
pianist yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. I did take lessons. Yeah. That for me is violin. Like, right. Yeah. That's the next, that's the sort of the third one I think that comes later, which is like, well, that's a real sophisticated instrument. I mean, I can't see the frets, what's happening. Yeah. These, your, the bow seems so sophisticated. Um, the, so that for me is the instrument that other, where other people are like, you, what do you never play your guitars? What are you talking about? Yeah. That for me is violin. Like, oh, you gave up the violin. <laughs> you had the skill to play, to be a violinist uh, and you gave it up. I never had the skill. I started playing, <laughs> I started playing when I was three. Um, and then I guess your dad is a professor. Yeah. Music. He's a musician. So, um, and then I just, I don't know. I never wanted to practice it and I just got real bitter about it. I was like, I'm going to rebel. I'm not going to do music at all. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm play drums, which, <laughs> which is still the same thing as doing I music. Love it. I yeah. love that. That's the huge rebellion. Yeah. You're not going to go Show build him. motorcycles. You're no. going to I'm play only going to be band twice a week. So that's, take that. That's amazing. And then bell choir three times a week. Whatever. Would that be more charming? Screw you, Dad. Only until I did this podcast did I even know what a bell choir was. Yeah. Let's refresh the listener because it's been a good while since I had a bell Sh- choirist. Sure. Uh, that was at church, uh, hand bell choir. You have two bells so you're just two notes on the piano and you play them every once in a while great yeah do that almost sounds more confusing because you're responsible for only two notes yeah versus playing along the whole time yeah you i mean i think the idea is that you know where you fit in in the song and so you can get in there but um you can get in there you get get in there you know you're part of the thing it's a beautiful kind of idea um but Talk I, about being a little organism. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't very good at it. Um, but And so it was just like sort of counting eight measures of rests and then holding the the whole note or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I did it a lot. I did it a whole lot. Yeah. So. What was uh, your, that was a church? Yeah. What was, was your, what was your denomination? Methodist. Okay. Yeah. And now I have to ask because I don't know. Yeah. I can tell the difference between certain denominations but i guess i don't know i say this as a lapsed mormon technically so if you want to know about the (laughs) fringe christianity i'm pretty good with oh yeah yeah and my best friend is mormon too they tried we love to talk about that yeah they tried hard to get you oh we gotta get into that (laughs) uh but yeah so uh so yeah, what makes a Methodist a Methodist? Um, Methodists are I, I well, we were Baptists in Kentucky. So the main thing I know is that Baptists um, they baptize by immersion, and when you're like a teenager, I guess. And Methodists they sprinkle you on the head when you're a baby, and then you get confirmed in eighth grade. Um, is that like Catholic? I mean, I know you get sprinkled as a as a yeah, Catholic. It's it's less. Um, I don't know. There's less Latin than Catholicism. It's, sure. it's, I think, a little less structured. Do you know if it's part of the prod, like the one in it's terms of the okay? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the stem stem offs of of okay, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it is all very kind of interesting and in how yeah. political it is. Yeah, it was. I think Methodists allow women to be in the like clergy or whatever, but they were against gay marriage, which is why eventually it was like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't seem right to me. And that's the other thing too, is it becomes fascinating just to parse out the, the yeses and the no category. Speaking of making charts, yeah. this idea of where people's limits are is so interesting because in so many ways, I think of Mormons as being, progressive they are fairly progressive in certain ways and then in other ways are just so much more like oh no the women can't have the priesthood like surprising ways they stay um shockingly old school yeah yeah the the, i gotta get back into that church listen i get it (laughs) 
if they're if you're listening now uh, uh, i just saw book of mormon on broadway and it was interesting the end did you like it i did i think in this year right now and i i'm not a huge fan of like the south park humor anyway but like right now like having comedy that's edgy for no political purpose seems really weird to me it, feel, <laughs> it feels like you're just being mean but you're not helping anyone interesting uh, interesting but i think that's especially like right now mm-hmm. um, i have strong opinions about about people using their voice and like there's so much that we need to do mm-hmm. uh, but that i mean it's a play from a while ago so i, I get it it's funny. yeah yeah i think it yeah when it came out it felt I mean, I guess the, the, the argument there would just be it. it's pointing out things that maybe could change about that church. I don't know. Yeah, or just religion in general. I yeah, don't know. it's more just being funny, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I was expecting more, like, pointed arguments, but it was just kind of like, this is funny. And it's like, okay, and ultimately kind of as an uplifting message, but I don't know. Yeah. wasn't wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. It wasn't your funny. cup of tea. Yeah. And that's totally fine. <laughs> Can you guys, you can, but like Methodists could have like coffee and, and oh, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. All about coffee and donuts. Do people, this is an embarrassing thing to realize, is like smoking cigarettes frowned upon in other religions besides Mormonism? I guess I've never, I that can't, it can't be that I've never wondered that before. I don't have a strong memory of, of whether, like I know there's a lot of like, like sex stuff and like that's, that's no good. You have to be nice to people. I don't remember <laughs> cigarettes coming into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i can really get it what if i'm only or refuse to talk about anything about religion for the rest of this podcast this episode of possible i guess i think uh ellie evans did smoke so and he was at my church so, oh okay. and he was on the good side of god so and he was on the good side there you go yeah the, there's the list again the pros and cons list <laughs> did you have uh did you feel at the time that you were a teenager that you had a relationship with the god of your methodist church um, I tried really hard. Um, I definitely, uh, spent a lot of time at church. <laughs> um, and it was, uh, a big part of, of who we were. Um, I remember when we went to, a like a church camp or like retreat one weekend and it was you and your sister, or your whole family. Uh, no, it was me and my church group. Oh, okay. Gotcha, we gotcha. went and, uh, there was a, uh, it was it was at a camp that was not all Methodists, I think, or, or just like a very kind of intense. And they had this the big meeting where everybody was like, "Can you feel the spirit and and let it happen?" And and we just like really kind of intense, like the stuff you would see on TV or whatever. Like just it's just the, the everything you just said is around the corner from someone trying to convince someone to have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> just let it happen. Breathe. Just let it happen. Uh, and and uh, and that was like kind of cool to me i was like wow you know we're we're in this we're we're in this like hot room so obviously we have and we're singing whatever um <laughs> music is a huge incentive oh it's that's it, a the, the, i loved the singing part of you know mormons are a, are a real songy yeah uh group too and yeah. short of wanting to be in a baptist church where everyone's clapping and singing which is the yeah. most fun yeah um it's that's a, a good that and like you know if you get along with people in the group especially if you feel left out in other circles yeah what a great right refuge you know yeah well the thing that happened was at this we went to that and then our group went back and our our like people who are our leaders were like so that was like a lot like don't that's not us oh. <laughs> uh, 
we, we, we're like the like the cynical let's just, just soften just this let's, let's pour some water um, on this fire and it was i think it was weird like um my the people i went to church with and my the youth there were like the people who i felt most disconnected from like mm. they felt like the cool people i never felt like i fit in there and they were the only people i knew who like drank and got underage pregnant and stuff were my church friends um i didn't want to go but we were very guilted into it yeah yeah um and so then i think eventually the funny the gay marriage stuff was the part that was like fine i'm out but we were i was basically just going for bell choir at that point anyway yeah because i gotta get those notes in you can't quit if you're in it like you i I felt like it would i would be letting people down so i was just like i'm gonna join every bell choir and Mm -hmm. did you have a conversation with your parents about that like do they was that a, a process of you graduated, you were going to be moving out, and then you could kind of do what you wanted? Or did you have to t- make a stand about something before that happened? No, as soon as I graduated, we, uh, my mom stopped going to church too. <laughs> I, was that something you guys ever talked about? Uh, not not super really. Like, I, I feel like we... not funny? In retrospect, she probably went, it was like, we have a community. It's like a, a, yeah. a group of people, which is great. Um, and if any of them had been nice to me and I liked them, it would have been awesome. <laughs> but I can't. Isn't that something? Yeah. Talk about just it's like textbook. What? I mean, it doesn't happen every time, but it definitely is, you know, as if we need another reason to go to point to certain religions and say, no, <laughs> here's some issues with maybe sub hypocrisy. I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, I think like the overall community, like the older people in the church were great. Um, it just wasn't for me. I wish I had more time to do other stuff. <laughs> yes, please start regretting your life choices yeah, already. Yeah, You're yeah. very young. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, what about, and so, um, in high school, any kind of relationship stuff or. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always had a boyfriend starting in seventh grade. Um, and, and then eventually a girlfriend. Um, but it was, uh, my parents met when my dad was 14 and like started dating then. And so I kind of was in this position of like, I have to find the person. What if I miss out? That's so fascinating. I think part of that was the church too. And just like, you have to be nice to people and you want to be, you know, always with somebody and always of service. And, um, so yeah, I 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I had, boyfriends like for like two years minimum would be the person i'd be with starting so young your little baby marriages your little two-year plus marriages yeah it was it was weird and so were you and then i assume well i don't know like what you're and i don't mean to press i certainly don't but in terms of like at what age how like how like smoochy and stuff was <laughs> if you're if it was were they and they, and was it like a boy from the church or was, no it yeah. was always kids doesn't sound from, like it been from school or for like drama club or like nerd uh marching band mm-hmm. um and it was i mean it was always always the the church guilt stuff really kept like in retrospect i can see all of the actions of the boys pressuring me to do stuff. And I was just like, I, I don't understand what's happening. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which I'm so happy that I was sure. so ignorant of what, sure. like just out of it that I never even realized that I was being pressured to do something. Cause hmm. I just didn't think it was possible. Um, yeah, but there was, I mean, mostly, mostly nice, nice folks. Um, nerdy, nice folks. Nerdy nice me to D and D and stuff. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what did you do? Because uh, these guys know, but I, I sort of had this thing where I like did stuff and then 
didn't do stuff and then did stuff. Like there was not a consistent in terms of people saying things are a gateway or it's a slippery slope or anything like that. That is categorically untrue for me. It was like, I would have, you know, I had one boyfriend in fifth grade that I never even held hands with. And then I had a boyfriend in sixth grade that I super made out with like, sixth grade really yeah I, mean, I don't remember him like touching my tiny boobs or anything <laughs> like that yeah but just endless kissing just kissing yeah. forever i know we weren't using our tongues but at the when you look back and you think about the amount of time spent you're like what were we doing because it didn't go anywhere beyond kissing but just like our just so much kissing yeah and was and i it was in the same boat too. It was like, is it feel good or are we just so confused I, about what we yeah, wanted? That exactly. It like the right thing to do. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, and then when I broke up with him, like, no, no, I still like went with people yeah. for a week here, a week there, but I'd never kissed them. I was just as nervous about kissing anyone as I ever would have been if I'd never kissed anyone. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until my, you know, between my freshman and, and, um, between my eighth grade and, and freshman year that I French kissed someone. And then I feel like that didn't happen. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there was no like, well, now I do this. Now I'm this person who yeah. does these things. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so you played D&D. We played D&D. Yeah. We, um, the marching band was great for me because it felt like a community that I was kind of finally part of where I would you cat. So that was kind of the most like all these people at once rather than a couple of closies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of closies were in the band, but you know, um, it was, it was fun and it was like people who really liked, they might be giants and going bowling and going to Applebee's and like, it was, it was all the the biggies, all the greats. Yeah. It's the best stuff to do in Westford. (laughs) Sure. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a really cool community to be a part of playing board games and um just i think the mostly it was boys who had met each other and boy scouts that had got to all these hobbies and stuff that i was really jealous of like because we didn't go out that much um which is another reason that it was nice to have a boyfriend because it was like someone who would hang out with me all the time and sure. I wouldn't, and they would drive mm-hmm. and i would have a way to get out of my house and go do something <laughs> yeah Swallowing water. Yeah. Uh, that took me longer than I expected. <laughs> uh, what what kind of hobbies did they have that you were envious of? Well, Boy Scouts got to do really cool stuff. They got to go like hiking. And, oh, great. Um, make stuff and learn computers. And yeah. I don't know. They had secret societies they were so proud of. And stuff like <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. I yeah. I get to do and that. Girl Scouts wasn't presented to you as an option. It certainly wasn't presented to me. I was a I was a brownie for a little while, like in first grade or something like that. But it felt like it felt kind of clicky to me. And like, I don't remember doing anything interesting. Like, I think we made cushions to sit on. And I was oh, like, no. OK. I, all right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good talk. Why are they called brownies? I don't know. No one has ever. A Girl done. Scout, I can put my. Yeah, it was like it was the pre brownie group. I don't know. Yeah, we ate a lot of brownies. That's did you? We did. That's would be the number one reason for me to show up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I could have married sugar, I would have <laughs> as a younger person. That's what my relation. That was my consistent relationship nice. while you were having your two plus year yeah. uh, baby marriages. Yeah. Did you guys like write poems to each other and stuff, or did it become weirdly <clears throat> domestic really early in uh, the sense of like, well, we're still together three months later. <laughs> 
Um, there were some where, um, it was the beginning of the internet. So we would, I, I remember making like a fan page for my relationship in like, <laughs> uh, it was like pink had a lot of animated hearts on it. it. Um, a fan page. It was That's all great. about going to drama club on Wednesdays and making out with this guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what else? Uh, we, yeah. Websites, live journal. I did write poems. I wrote angsty poems about stuff. Um, and then, yeah, just mostly like going to people's houses and hanging out and holding hands and stuff like that. I think that's great. Yeah. I think I, I, that's one of the things that I love about the people in my life that I rarely see socially anyway, because so much of work feels like uh, a party. Yeah. <laughs> a weird, great party that I'm not sure how I got invited to. Yeah. Um, but, I do really enjoy like activity-based get-togethers sure. with structure. I'm not a drinker really, so I, I and I hate to say that it's not like pe- people I love become boring if I'm not drinking. It's yeah. not that, but um if I have a choice between, you know, just hanging out at a bar or whatever, which I think I say with even you can even it's hard for me to even remove the kind of like hanging out at a bar in my voice when I say it but if it's between that and like a game night yeah I'll game night all day long huge into games right we have have so many games it's like I love it it's my favorite thing to do social the other sorry I just remembered the other thing that we did in high school and middle school was write each other notes and we had a secret language that was just a Lego code, like it was that you learned in the online Lego Bionicle game. Oh, uh, I'm was really language, perking up on this. <laughs> language we used to write each other notes and stuff. <laughs> yes. What is the Lego Bionicle? Um, so they're Legos that are, they're like taller, they're Lego brand, but they're like taller and they have a different sort of structure and they're robots. The world kind of reminds me of Myst. Uh-huh. Um, and then there was an online game that had a secret alphabet that was like super easily analog to just a regular alphabet. But that was like, I didn't even play the game that much, but the like, the the like click of, of dudes that I became friends with was like really into it. So we would, I don't know. It was fun. Is there <laughs> anything Legos haven't conquered at some, oh, in, on some level at this point? Mm-hmm. If someone was like, you don't, you don't eat Legos. <laughs> we all eat Legos, Janet. Do you not eat Legos yet? You don't do Lego like, every once in a while. Yeah, I get. I I guess I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know yet. Uh, and what kind of music were you listening to? Only they might be giants. Great. And a little bit of Weird Al and the Beatles. Okay, you must have lost your mind that John Flansburg was on the. He wasn't cruise. on when I was there. Oh, crap. That I've was never a cruise. There was a cruise before. Yes. Okay. Um, they all, as you can imagine, I was going to say they all blend together. I've been on two. Yeah. Those two have blended together. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I really, really loved them. Um, I did too. But I didn't, but I'm, I, I, you're far younger than me. So I was a late, so my, I, st- I kind of got out of them after like Apollo. I think that album yeah, that was, was the like, first one I got. See, there you go. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. that's what happened. My my love of They Might Be Giants reincarnated Thank into you. your love of They Might Be Giants, and you picked up right where I left off. Yeah, it was it was a thing that all the Boy Scouts were into, um, and they passed the songs along like like an oral history. Like they wouldn't even listen to them; they just sing them. Oh, that's great. Uh, which was amazing, and I, that was true of like Boy Scouts around the country, which is interesting. Um, interesting, but then I. I would learn about one thing from these groups of friends that I would join and 
then I would, I would like bought everything might be giant C and, and go see them in concert. And it'd be like, what do you mean? You're not like those people you, you introduced me to, they might be giants. Now we're really into it. Right. And I did the same thing with like Kurt Vonnegut and all this stuff. Like if I catch up on all of this work, then I will be a friend. <laughs> Doing all the homework at our school, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they, they were, they were just were super important to me. Like I remember listening to their music and like, there's a song that I credit with like preventing me from killing myself and just like all of the, their stuff was what was the song um it's called dead i don't think that's what it's about at all but it's about um it's like i returned a bag of groceries accidentally taken off the shelf before my expiration date. Like, sure it's like now it's over and I, i'm dead and i haven't done anything that i want or i'm still alive and there's nothing i want to do i know it well my yeah. dear uh, it's a great it's a great song but yeah, yeah it it just made it, especially the bridge so i won't do this <laughs> it's like all the words happening at once you have to get the book oh, yeah. and see what they're saying and oh yeah on the internet that is is, have you spoken openly about this a million times? No. That is one of the most adorable things I've ever oh, heard. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a more a charming song where everyone else would be like, well, you know, Alanis Morissette's jagged little bit. Like the fact <laughs> that you pulled that out of Ain't My Be Giants is, I'm like tearing up. Oh, yeah. I think that is so adorable. And I don't mean that. I don't, I mean, it is able to be adored. Yeah, I don't no, mean yeah, it in I, a I, condescending I, way yeah. at all. Um, I just find that so touching and uh, and I my experience with them was definitely one of the it was this sort of like because I loved Weird Al growing up yeah um, and so but but I but I understood particularly when I went when I turned goth I understood <laughs> that he wasn't cool I still loved him I understood like oh this isn't cool like this like I'm not supposed to like The Cure and Weird Al mm-hmm. and so what blew my mind about the Mambi Giants and I never and I love the idea of you hearing of them and knowing them as a cultural thing among the scouts before yeah. maybe you even had a relationship to them yourself but for me it was more like they just came out of nowhere you know someone somewhere had them on the car and it was that bridge right it was the like oh my god they're cool oh they're cool oh great because that reminds me of that but i get that it's not quite the same but it felt such it felt like such a relief to have something that kind of bridged the the gap between the two oh absolutely you know yeah i don't know if they were Cool. I know that there was one other girl in my class who liked them and I loved her. Like I wanted to be her. I just, she was beautiful and she was like quirky and weird and like punk and like all of the things that I thought I would be. But she like had way more friends and everything. And she like, they might be giants and we like bonded over. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know if they were cool yeah. in the sense of what, I don't know. I guess I don't even know really what, I know what I understood to be cool, which was a bunch yeah. of really smart punks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of the Absolutely. people that I hung out with in high school. And then like my regular kind of nerdy, normal, unpunky, ungothy friends that, you know, were in my honors classes and stuff. But but that was what I aspired to. and it And it was, and they did make it into the like, it was okay to be really smart. And Vonnegut was another one, actually. Yeah. That was another great example of, you know, biting and, 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 you know, that acerbic, satirical, but somehow very inviting oh, attitude his of his books were so like, he's talking just it. to me, you know? Yeah, it, I loved it. I love those books so much because I'm, I have a really bad memory and I always have, and you never had to remember who the characters were like from page <laughs> to page. Like he always reminded you, but it was also like, 
oh man, the world sucks. Here's our solution. And it was, I love that guy. I yeah. love those books. Yeah. Did you ever read uh, White Noise by Don DeLillo? No. That to me is, I'm sure that anybody who, I'm sure I must have read it in a class. I would love to say I found it on my own. But, um, but that is, uh, I'd be interested if you ever feel like reading it, I'd be interested yeah. to hear what you think. Because to me, that book is like the, the cause, like it's like it could almost have been written by Vonnegut. Oh, and, cool. and there's some really just wickedly funny stuff in it in the same way that he kind of world builds that way and then has you know great observations about stuff white noise the the main crux of it uh that sort of appears or like very early in the book is just this like horrible toxic cloud that's hovering over the city um that is treated you know with a lot of fun and whimsical qualities that you're also like this is so dark yeah yeah it's it's really good um and and so D &D, when did that was that another uh scout thing because that's another thing where i knew i knew of it but it was something that other people did and i was never asked um that was kids i guess i met through uh odyssey of the mind do you know about Odyssey of the Mind? Is that like for really smart kids, like a like a yeah it, fellowship? Um, it was like a competition that's kind of theater and problem solving, and you like okay. made stuff out of newspaper and duct tape. Great. And yeah, um, so those kids, um, I did that forever, and uh, we started playing D and D like in the lobby of the school after um, after school it ended, and we were allowed to be there because my mom was a teacher, and we would we just played. Um, yeah, just played and learned about... I, the first campaign was run by this guy named Ted. Um, and it was like these evil liches were stealing people. And we found out they were making sandcastles for no reason. Like, with, and putting jewels on them. It's like, yeah. Um, that was just... It was so much fun. Like, I think my sister had done some role playing at one point and told me about it. And I thought she, everything she did was cool. So I was like, well, I have to do that at some point. And then I did it. She's it older like, than yeah. you are. Yeah. How much older is she? She's two and a half years older. Is she uh, musically inclined as well? Yes. She's in the band with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I dropped off on when we became you or if that blend ever happened because you yeah. talked about we and then I was like, oh, no, I'm assigning her sister to all this stuff too. Yeah, so yeah. maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she she played cello. It was one of the reasons I stopped playing violin. Is <gasps> cello is the only instrument I wish I played more. Were you excited about Zoe Keating? Uh, yeah, I love Zoe Keating. Yeah, um, she's amazing. Um, and uh, Aubrey started playing cello in when she was in like eighth grade, and I had been playing violin for ten years at that point, and she just immediately was good at it because she started when she was like fourteen, and I started playing violin when I was three, and also she practiced. She was immediately good, and I was like, she's better than me already. I quit. Um, but I, I, she was always really cool to me, and um, and yeah, she had done role playing one time. I was like, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I joined Marching Man because she was doing it too, and then she quit immediately. And I was like, "Well, I can't quit. I don't quit." Things. You're not so a quitter. You're not a quitter. No. Would you have when? Just to go back to the relationship stuff for a minute. Yeah. Did, would you have like when things weren't like? How did you finally break up with someone? And would you? And would there be conversations about it because you weren't going to quit? Where that? Would there be like? Like, listen, we got to work through this. We've been, we've put so much time into it. We're 14 <laughs> now. We're not 12 anymore. Uh, no, I was, I was bad. I was, a, um, I'm not uh, proud of this. I, I did a lot of like ending relationships because I found somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, very and normal. so it was just like, okay, this is over. Bye. Um, yeah. And, and then. You heartbreaker. I know. And then eventually like the guy I dated from a lot of high school, he went to college. And so we were on and off um, just random 
drama reasons. Mm-hmm. And so on. Okay, just the Elizabeth Taylor of, yeah. uh, of a lot of fifteen year old late night AOL instant messenger figure out our yeah. dramatic important life. Uh, like, sure. If we're not going to get married, you know, why are we even doing this? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that 14 year old, yeah, your parents meeting at 14, yeah. but other people surely in your life must have said, you know, that's unusual, right? I don't know. I don't yeah. know that I ever really got perspective on that. I don't know. I didn't, uh, have a lot of other people <laughs> like to talk that I, I never, we never talked about relationships with anybody. Yeah. Not my parents or my sister, really anything. Gotcha. And you said that, that and you said that you eventually did end up dating a, a lady or two? Yeah. When um, did that happen at for At the you? end of high school, um, it was, uh, we wrote a song about it for the album and a lot of, like my new album has a lot of songs about like changing your perspective on your past to instead of having regrets, just be like, I'm glad that happened because this came out of it because it Absolutely. was very- Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, dramatic and a lot of crying at the time, but it was uh, a person who I was really good friends with for a long time and she and uh, they were in the closet um, but they we had been date uh, like acting for a long time like we were dating like haha everyone thinks we're gay and then eventually she came out and was like okay so I guess we are dating now I should probably break up with my boyfriend because I'm a lesbian uh-huh. um, and then you know not three till three years later figuring out like no actually by sec- like it's okay like you can right but you know it doesn't broken. have to be one or the other yeah um yeah that was that was a fun and dramatic period of time yeah um but i you know i'm glad it happened it was, sure yeah. sure yeah did um so you guys went were together for three years uh no we, were, you were, we were together you were? for like a summer oh yeah um, yeah yeah it, and it was a complicated thing my this is also on the album but my we had like secret prom like everybody who i went to prom like our group everyone had a same like an opposite sex date that didn't know that we were all secretly there with somebody of the same oh, sex wow um and it, just like looking at the pictures from back there is like this is amazing like this is <laughs> this is not right none of this is okay secret prom okay. by the way yeah. i don't don't be afraid to name your next album that because Thank that you. is a yes. fantastic it's secret queer prom. Nobody knows. Oh, it's great. It's what it's what's happening. It's great. It's Boston though. Like everybody still gay wasn't out there. Yeah, because for me, I assumed not to. I really don't want to drill in our uh, age difference because it just makes me feel old. But um, I felt like people started coming out more in high school type scenarios, like a handful of years after. I was in college and I started to notice more, you know, younger, younger people. I was like, Oh God, you got to come out so much earlier. Good for you. I feel like I saw that wave kind of happening. And so I, but, but also it's still not happening everywhere. So how dare I, you know, I can only look at my small circles. Also, what a surprise that I was living in San Francisco when I started noticing younger people coming out. It's like, well, now you're in the bubble anyway. So yeah, I I hope people are more comfortable with it now. Like gay marriage was legal in Massachusetts when I was in high school. And a lot of my friends and people I know, I now know are gay or bi or queer in some way. Um, But almost nobody came out at school. Like, and the people who did were, um, bullied like by us like it was just hmm. like we had opinions and um i i specifically remember all the terrible things we said to buy people about like that's not real and whatever it's like defensive much um but it and and a lot of a lot of my town was very catholic and, and religious and so it was just not not cool and like mormons and stuff like my best friend was a mormon and and just had she tried to rope you in you said yeah it was just not a okay thing to 
yeah. be gay. It was just like, I, you know, I still love you, but you're, this is a sin and people are going to I'm going to fix you. It's like, no, that's not, no, it's not yeah. it. That's not it. That's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Did she pull you into like a lot of social activities within the Mormon church and stuff? Yeah. When I was in, uh, I guess, middle school, I, I, I liked um, being rebellious and, and thinking about running away a lot. And um, it was just like a depressed and anxious kid and nobody understood me. And so I would think about running uh i run to her house and then i did that once and then they were like well she clearly needs help um and so i i went to a lot of mormon stuff with her until i think my grandmother eventually like got word of it and was like if you become a mormon you're disowned from our family or something mm, like that bless yeah um it's just like probably for the best because i'm i don't know i i have a lot of opinions about religion but i <laughs> i think the I'm better off not thinking I have to be nice to everybody because that leads people to take advantage of you. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, I, was, I was gonna ask something specific. Well, let me get there. I got it. I got this. I don't have it at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um. I mean, I'm pleased that she was a best friend of someone who was that, that, that's yeah. totally that's totally common. But yeah, but was she ever? But again, the so many Mormon kids that I went to church with, um, if I mean, many of them were very religious, but yeah. if pressed, a lot of them were were just doing it because it was that how they grew up and yeah. it was a fun community and they did feel that they fit in. And mm -hmm. you know, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm always curious for people. Like I wish I kind of wish I could go back and ask all of those people, but really know I was going to get the honest answer, which yeah. is very obviously yeah. loaded. But I just would, it's, and now I'm curious, like how many of you, because many of them stayed in the church, but again, yeah. is it that just part of their family culture? I feel like there's so much good that like those the giving and preparedness and all of the, the, there's so much good that in Mormonism and, and like every religion, I just, uh, as soon as you start discriminating against people, yeah. it becomes like it's a, a huge problem. Yeah, it's just like it's you a, are welcome. It's and a, you're it's, never. Gonna it's the eat. number one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Like it's the number one stupid record scratch of any religion that is espousing any sort of like charitable and and inclusive thoughts. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really really hard and sexism and stuff. And she's yeah, like, Come on. it's a mess. It's Come a mess. There's. there's so much good that can come from religion. And that's like the point of church is like a place where we all come together and learn moral rules. That's awesome. Yeah. It's hard. I think, I think, but you're, you kind of hit the nail on the head in a sense, because once you are a community of people who care about each other and look out for each other, uh, it's really hard not to fall into the, frankly, ape-like pattern that we are want to do in terms of survival, which is as soon as there's an other, there's yeah. a danger. And there's something to disapprove of. And there's something to fear. There's something to be threatened by. There's something to not, oh, God, let's not change. Let's not change. You know, let's not, let's not let this other thing in or let this other thing be normal because it's not normal for us. And that's scary. Yeah. So it, that's it tricky. Every, it's really tricky. In every community, too. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm sure you saw it, you know, any, any, any type of... Mm -hmm. Any type of like, here's this cluster, here's this cluster, like, yeah. oh, here's all these wonderful things happening and all of these things, but here's maybe what makes me not want to be able to go all in on it or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, when did you start writing songs? Uh, ooh, um, we so we were musical our our whole lives is have been has been very full of of music, Aubrey and I. 
my sister. Um, but I, I didn't start writing songs like thinking I was going to perform them until after, like right after college. Like I w- I've always written like poetry and, and stories and stuff. Um, but I didn't pick up a guitar really until after college. Um, and then immediately was like, I'm going to write songs. Cause this like crappy guy I had dated played guitar and was like, Oh my God, a guy played guitar. And then I broke up with him and picked up a guitar. I was like, Oh, this is super easy. <laughs> We really I give him so much credit. We really need to stop being impressed by by the guitar. Um, and that was uh, that was when we started playing songs um, to perform. But I remember in high school, my sister and I wrote a song called "Oliver the Ninja Possum," which is a theme song for a possum that we bought at Cracker Barrel. Great, um, great, yeah. Um, it's music has always been a really big part of of our lives and just. I feel very lucky that we grew up knowing that it was that like songwriters are people and that's a thing you can do. Absolutely. Good heavens. Speaking of the thing that I talk about a lot on the podcast, which is like the things other people do that you then for some reason feel you can't do. Yeah. Principally because you're seeing someone else be good at it already. Yeah. Is, uh, if, if I could, if I could infuse young people with, which I guess it, it maybe more it is now. That's why people complain about millennials is they feel they can do everything, which is I'm great with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there's something you can infuse into kids, which is, you know, don't, don't, but also like, I'm not, I'm not, but then other people talk about, you know, children being too coddled or too encouraged. And I get that too. Uh, but I'm not saying that, do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. saying like you can do anything and you'll be great at it right away. I'm saying you can do anything and you might super suck at it for a while, <laughs> or yeah. you can do anything until you decide that it's not for you because that happens too, right? Is, yeah. you know, just because you decide that you want to be president, I don't want to tell any kid like you can't be president. But I encourage that child to experience as much as they want until they go, you know what I think might really suck is being president, (laughs) you know? Yeah, just having the idea that it's possible that it's even worth going down the path to try to do that is, I think, a hard thing for people. Like, you know, I didn't know scientists. I didn't think that was possible. It's like, that seems like a lot of school or a doctor. Just like, I don't think I can do that. That doesn't seem possible to me. But um, my my aunt is a writer. My dad was a musician. My mom was a teacher. So those are the things that I knew were jobs you could have yeah. as yeah. an adult. So, no, you know. I, I completely get it. Uh, I can't believe how fast this has gone. I do need to get into this mash game, oh, okay. which yeah. I'm very much looking forward to. Um, okay, let's start with the category. Mm, I feel that there's. Ooh. I'm not going to have any problems with with categories with you. So the question is, where do I even begin? My friend told me, like, are you ready for the mash? Can you be prepared? It's like I've, you I'm you, you shouldn't be ready. No. Uh, but if you are ready, I'm also great with that. No. Um, <laughs> well, no, because I know that every time anyone asks me to play my own game, I always get frustrated. I like, love that I you have a special anything. mash pad. I do. I didn't even know that was. Oh, it's yours. I do. Okay, this is that makes my. Sense. This is yeah. Oh yeah. This was made for me. This is a version of this was made for me pretty early on by um by two listeners who uh one was in New Zealand and one was in uh the Washington Portland area oh, um kind of in between but uh they somehow became friendly over yeah it was one of those like oh no. Anything like that where, and I'm sure this is true for you with your fans, where people meet each other through something you do is the best feeling in the world. Um, uh, But yeah, so uh, here's our mash pad. And my first category for you will be, let's do three. 
Okay, uh, now I'm gonna. Use, now I'm getting a little weird and and obscure and probably <laughs> like esoteric within the framework of this exact episode. But I'm really gonna push you on some okay, stuff because why the fuck not? Sounds great. Give me three never before heard of. Con- almost like role playing games that th- that you're creating that oh, have wow. never really been. So it's not D and D, and I know that that cracks open the whole world of like yeah, uh, like video games, like things like that. But is there? But but the question is more about when you were growing up. So you may know now that you know the Last of Us. Like you might know now that something exists that yeah. is a video game. But this is like just like a thing that young people did that was in real life that is like like role playing in in worlds that uh, maybe we don't hear about and they could be totally silly they could just be like objects that come to life okay so a, you know a I mean? world that a role playing game could be set in yeah kind okay. of like it's D, but you know it's like the three three that that in this alternate universe you created and other people are like oh you don't play r and m radishes and maggots Oh no! I don't pick radishes and maggots. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. I think there should be a role-playing game based on Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Right. Ah, oh, see, I knew I was coming up with a category. I didn't even know what it was, and you've already made it better. Yeah, with all the like little subgroups where you you figure out who you're destined to be, um, tied to. Um, I think there should be one that's just about. Um, graduating from college and being in your twenties. Great. Um, but that, but it's all really you immediately get a lot of opportunities that you get to follow. Like it's just like, and then all of a sudden you're offered twenty different jobs and you have to pick one and Great. Go, go along your perfect path. I love it. Um, and you become a thirty under thirty at mm-hmm. the end of it. <laughs> Great. Um, and then, hmm, it's another one that doesn't exist. Uh, maybe one about uh be reenacting the Hobbit in New Zealand. It's like not Ooh. about the Hobbit. It's about people who go. Oh, to that's New Zealand. great! Ooh, I love how meta that is. It's Thank again you. better, better, and more meta than my category itself. So I'm putting meta Hobbit on here. Meta Hobbit. Uh, oh, that sounds great. Right? Meta Hobbit is very good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, other acceptable answers, by the way, which I just thought of right now, would have been uh, some sort of queer prom. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like a queer prom. Uh, also, very exists. There are so many really. Oh, good, there you like, go. There you go. Follow the kickstarters of of role playing games and board games and stuff. It's oh, nice. Really good. Really good. There's one right now called Consentacle that's out. That's a game about consent and also like um, tentacles and and stuff like that. Like oh. weird. Oh hentai stuff I that's think. Right. well and queer I, and I, all of I, the things i certainly appreciate that hentai exists yeah um it's that one is a do you like hentai no it's this, it, that one is a struggle for me because and i'll tell you why because first of all things that are depicted in hentai are not necessarily the most uh sex positive well yeah but at the same time consent based it so. makes me so happy that there's a car there that people it can just be drawn yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean that was what, like when i hurt. found out Thank that God. hentai was a thing when I had moved to San Francisco my first response was like you mean I don't have to worry about whether someone likes it or not <laughs> like I don't because I could never wa- I just was I I just that's a long-standing it, like I I am I I wish I trusted more uh 
I, I just yeah. not there yet. I'm not there yet with 99% of porn where I really feel like people are into it. Um, specifically women, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, but so that was a big thing for me. It was like, great, great. Let's draw them. Let's just have some people doing some voices. Sounds yeah. good guys. I, work with I can, I want, yeah, it was the first, that was the first, that was just the first ex- like sexuality depicted on screen that I wasn't really worried the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to hentai, certain types. Okay, um, <laughs> next category is uh, let's do three. Um, let's do three real life places uh, that it would be fun to have a vacation home. But I'm going to extend the getting there is not an issue to it could also be like another planet. So it's not. Narnia, because that doesn't exist. Okay. By the way, spoiler alert. And I also, okay. it may I fully exist. But it, you know what I mean? It could yeah. be like Mars. It could be under the sea. So it could be unrealistic, but it's still a place that exists as we know it now in our elements. Sure. Uh, Prague. Great. So I went there in college. So of course I want to visit there all the time. I've never been and I've only heard good things. Oh, so I'd love to go. I really, really like it. Um, I haven't been that many other places. Uh, it can be a place you have a sense of that you've never been. Uh, I'm in New Zealand. Yeah. I'm very obsessed I'm right with. Right there with you. Uh, and then maybe Melbourne. Sure. Also I love have Melbourne. been there and I liked it a lot. It was great. It reminds me of San Francisco, which yeah. is the only weird feeling about that is how long it takes to get there. And then you're like, oh, this is like San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> but flat. Uh, but flat. I was, well, listen, there's the occasional minor hill. <laughs> um, okay, great. Next category is, uh, like I throw in my perennial favorite, uh, three foods that you shouldn't or can't have in this reality that in the uh, other reality are nutritious and wonderful for you. And you can have the snap of a finger no matter how rare or hard to get they are. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. I'm and very happy that you're happy. I should have been prepared. I'm going to say mac and cheese. Right. Um there's a specific one I'm thinking about that just has a, is like baked and has a lot of cheese in it. And is it do you like it to have a little al dente to it? Mm-hmm. You like the chewy? Yeah. Cuz that's my only complaint with mac and cheese is when there's a the middle gooey part that feels like what a, is the substance anymore? A variety of flavors. You want yeah. to have some substance. Um probably my grandmother's chocolate cake. Mm. And what makes her chocolate cake uh, I mean it's your grandma yeah. so it's different but is yeah. there is there something specific about it? It's just mostly butter I think. Right. Yeah, the deal. She knows what she's great. doing. Yeah, she she killed it. Um and what else? I eat like what I want um generally which mm-hmm. isn't smart but makes this question harder. Um it's a hard thing to get. I guess like a really good breakfast sandwich. Mmm, great choice. Yeah. I've been vegetarian for a while and like now I don't like the taste of meat, but if I could enjoy it again, I would like like a sausage breakfast sandwich. Okay, yeah. 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 Gosh, anything you put a I mean I I know it's probably not fashionable anymore like top chef wise, but I'm probably still never going to complain about a cracked egg on something. Yeah. yeah I'm just not going. I'm going to be okay with it. You could, it's it's okay. You know? It's, I mean, it's maybe not fashionable, but it's still good. Yeah. I remember we made a sandwich on um, dinner in a movie once that was like that, where it, we, he was so, it was, oh, you know what? Because it was some famous breakfast sandwich. It was like the French laundry guy who revolutionized the breakfast sandwich. But it was essentially like a BLT, which there are things in that that I wouldn't eat now, but um, I probably didn't eat then. But, uh, but 
the BLT that had the, the egg that, you know, is poached, but you don't cut into it until you're cutting into the egg, into the sandwich. Mwah. So good. Sounds pretty good. Uh, next category is, well, let's do alternate universe companion, sexy times, wife, husband, uh, whatever uh, the characteristics of the relationship per person have are up to you. Yeah. Um, and it can be a real person or it can be a person from fiction, you know, it could sure. be a character. This is the one I prepared for. Oh, good. Okay. Jillian uh, 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 Holtzman from Ghostbusters. Great. Um, CJ Craig from The West Wing. Oh. Um, and then Danny Kincannon from the West Wing. <laughs> Danny is my favorite. Oh, I do. I think the, their whole relationship was fantastic too. Just both of them I together. Love them. I um, love like not just because she's taller than him, and I'm like tall, and that's like a thing in my head all the time. I was always the taller person. Yeah, up she, until the relationship I'm in now, yeah. pretty much. Um, but she, he's just so supportive. I just love how supportive yeah. he is. No, that's really true. A yeah. true feminist, yeah. one might say. A true male feminist. Uh, I, We just did a West Wing show up in San Francisco with uh, West Wing Weekly, the oh, podcast nice. that Josh yeah. has, Josh and Rishi. And uh, uh, she was a surprise guest. And um, I, I really had to do a lot of emotional prep before then. Like to myself, I had to keep going, she's not going to be your new best friend. She's not going to, you guys aren't going to start hanging out. Like, let it go. Don't, you're, it's not going to happen. It's all going to be such a whirlwind. You'll be lucky if she even is able to like shake your hand. Yeah. Because she really was kind of whisking in and whisking back out. But it was still hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I'm so, I, even though she's my number one top of my list guest, I'm Mm -hmm. so afraid of ever getting to spend some FaceTime with Emma Thompson because if she doesn't, fall immediately in love with me <laughs> yeah what, why what would be the point yeah what's the what yeah. would be the point so i guess my number one goal then is to like be in a movie with her because then we'll yeah. have all this FaceTime and she won't be able to resist my creepy love yeah yeah she won't who are you give me three of those give me three people that you don't want to meet unless you know you guys are going to be closies oh gosh uh john flansburg <laughs> copy uh it's weird because no people know him. Um, no, it gets weird when they get real adjacent. I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, hmm. Sorry for silence. Uh, I I don't know. I uh, uh, yeah. Emma people. Watson. Oh, great. No, I always say that this thinking time is time for people that are listening to like quickly answer an email that they wouldn't be able to. You you think you can listen to the podcast and work, but then you can. But then for one quiet second, you're like, "Ooh, I can quickly digest what this email says and fire off a response. Uh, okay, somebody that I want to become best friends with. Um, I don't know. Can I say Alice and Janie? It's cheating. Yeah. Wanna, Wait, it's not yeah. cheating. Okay. Just because we happen to bring her up doesn't make that cheating. Okay. I don't know what would what would be cheating for this game. <laughs> so it got some pretty loose parameters. Um, three. Let's do three alternate universe careers that could also involve uh, things that aren't real or you know superhero type stuff. If you wanted. Oh, cool. Um, I would like to be. Uh, well, I want like a professor. 
Um, I think that would be cool, but I don't like reading, so I'll never do it. Uh-huh. Um, a alternate universe options are very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so glad. I know. I'm. Um, well, right. I'm thinking like the the guy on the phone for a superhero. I don't know why I'm not saying I want to be a superhero if I could say anything. But I, I kind of want to be like a mastermind behind like a team of oh like sure a Nick Fury kind of yeah 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 I think that's great um, and he can't die so that's good news that also has helpful uh, and then I guess like an author of mm-hmm. of long and important books I love it that you don't have to read said books you can just write no, them just and then someone else will read else. it <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay, next category. If there's a category, by the way, that uh, you have in your mind that you were hoping to be asked that I'm not asking you, please All my volunteer that. Been used. Okay, great. Um, next category is... Oh, I really want to think this through <laughs> now. I'm allowing for some silence. Answer a couple more of those emails, guys. Three... Uh, let's do uh, three... Uh, totally small or totally huge optimistic shifts in the future that um are different five years from now i've never done this category before it's brand new just for you uh i would like this is just a very specific thing to me Mm -hmm. i would like every church to have a a pride flag on it great (laughs) every time i see a church with a pride flag i'm like yes you're allowed to exist um uh I want fast trains to be the main mode of transportation. <laughs> Great. I would enjoy that as well. I like it. I can't, I'm so tired of being taunted with the LA to San Francisco speed train. I'm tired of it, guys. Let's yeah. act on it now. I was a reporter for a little bit in a town outside of Portland. Um, and it was amazing to meet the city council of the people who are the reason we can't have trains. It's like, it would be loud and near my house. It's like, I understand, but also it would save the planet. Like, what about the planet though? Not in my backyard. (laughs) Yeah. Not in my backyard stories were like my job for, it was like, this is sad. That must've been so infuriating. Yeah. It makes good writing. It's easy. You gotta go over and work for the zippity doo news. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I don't think they pay. Um, uh, psychic pay that's what they call psychic pay yeah emotional pay um and what's the other thing uh no mean people on the internet oh my gosh everybody is satisfied everything with would themselves. just work more f- uh, the, the connections would be so fast if yeah. there were no more mean people yeah they would be so satisfied with themselves they wouldn't have to bully other people on the internet there's a few steps in between but <sighs> no like, listen i could not agree more that's a real heartbreaker for me. Um, God, there's just so many things to love about people and just so many things to be really disappointed by. <laughs> uh, that's negative. Um, okay, three. Let's do the uh, three movies that you can jump into. Live in, get all over you. You're not reenacting the plot. You're not a character in the movie unless you really want to be, but it's just kind of the the world world that you're in. Sure. Uh, first is the Return of the King behind the scenes featurette. Oh, <laughs> which is my favorite movie. Ah, I have watched it so many times. King. Um, I just want the character that everyone pretends Viggo Mortensen is to be around me. It's amazing. Um, he really loves horses. Uh huh. Um, what other movies do I like? 
Mm. I can't think of any movies right now. I do the same thing. <laughs> I've seen movies, right? Princess Bride. Oh, great. Um, could be a TV show. Oh, sure. Uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> I did that like oh, you. Oh, wow. You won something. I did that. Great. Okay. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Okay. Uh, you know, I got to do this little doodle. So just oh, okay. tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, that was an interesting one because for the first time ever, I decided to give this little guy a a twirly mustache. And so I was going to count the twirly mustache curls. But this person only has half a mustache. Oh, no. I didn't want you to have to go too long. I'm really okay with it. Okay. All right. uh, I'm going to pause this. Um, I will assure the listener it will seem as if no time has passed. And I will be back with your 100% guaranteed fictitious smash future. Perfect. Okay. I feel great about these oh, I'm so happy. these outcomes um it's a lot of it i feel i personally am benefiting from vicariously so this is oh, really great. really good news cool. first of all i want to congratulate you for your beautiful house in melbourne oh yay uh that just sounds like it's great it's a it's a it's just a great navigable city that um is really cool shops. quite lovely yeah mm-hmm. i love there you know what i fell in love with was i rented a bike as i try to do every place i go um and uh and they have a wonderful uh bike path along the river that yes. is just terrific um that i would never have seen otherwise you know what i mean i just would yeah. never have, i would never have known to go there uh okay so house in melbourne um i want to congratulate you on listen after you I, now i'm assigning you that bike path so after you've taken a long beautiful ride on the bike path probably your house is like somewhere right near the river or the sea uh i want you to rest assured that you can go back inside and have the perfect breakfast sandwich i'm gonna extend it to it can be any materials inside you want it doesn't have to be that sausage every time particularly if you decide again do you don't like the taste of meat yeah uh i want to congratulate you on your uh creation of the cat's cradle game yeah oh, which awesome. i think is super cool again personal benefit yeah. right there for me to play <laughs> um and in addition to creating that of course you've authored uh at least one really long book oh excellent if not many i'm excited uh you I, I know i remember one of your books was just talking about the whole process of how there ended up being no mean people on the internet five oh, years nice. from now Wonderful. so um you create so you cool. caused that to happen and you're able to chronicle all those in-between reasons why and like people will learn from it for generations to come uh you can also when listen sometimes you just want to take a break and go have fun in another world in this case you get to hang out in parks and rec excellent feels like you've done a lot of really heavy important work here so i want you to be able to to just stop in there and have some laughs and um this is very very satisfying to me it satisfies me that your alternate (laughs) universe companion is danny kincannon 
but your best friend is Allison Janney. Oh, perfect. So they're going to be really good and not know why. It's going to be a wonderful hodgepodge (laughs) of who knows what adventures. Oh, excellent. Um, And that, my friend, is your mash outcome. Uh, Your half a mustache mash mash outcome. And and I think all that's left is for me to make sure that people listening to this podcast know where to find you, know uh, how to get your music, know how to see you live, all that kind of stuff. So fill us in. Yeah, um, my band is called The Double Clicks. We put out an album called Love Problems recently. It was on the Billboard Comedy Chart number one. Yay! Uh, which was very exciting. So get that on iTunes and stuff or thedoubleclicks.com has all our videos and things like that. And I am at Angela M. Weber on Twitter. I'm I'm making stuff recently. I have a few podcasts and great things, so... That's great. Yeah. I'm so glad we did this. I really snapped you up as soon as I heard you were coming down yeah, here. Thank you so much. Um, and oh, maybe I could even put a double click song on the end of this Please episode. Do. Okay, good. We'll yes. do that. You and I can discuss offline what it'll be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guys, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. My prom was awesome. I have no regrets. Now that the Catholics all have emptiness, I can tell you honestly. It was all gay as hell I don't know who invented the bottle that spins But I know it's a fun game that everyone wins When you play it with closeted queers In a love carousel When nobody thinks that it's real to be by Your hometown gets filled up with all sorts of lies And I'm sorry for all the straight roles that I failed at portraying But Lord grant me patience and Hugh grant me grace I never knew love till I looked in their face When they told me with tears in their eyes That this wasn't just playing And that isn't what happened but it's what I remember Tell the host I don't want to offend her I've never felt stronger while loving so tender And we tried so hard, but we were still wrong about gender Wrong about gender Bicycle, pancake, omnipotent, queer Pick a prefix that fits you, I'm glad you're still here Me and God hate the people who tell you your feelings are fake The first person who made me feel good to be tall Who made me feel real in a whole way at all Wore the wrong kind of clothes that TV told me I should be right for Gay weddings and Boston showed it was okay If I hadn't known that, I might not be here today So let's try telling kids that their joy is a thing we will fight for And that isn't what happened, but it's what I remember We told the truth at the end of December We made the worst aquaries in that poor blender And we tried to learn, but we were still wrong about gender No, that isn't what happened, but it's what I remember We told the truth at the end of December We made the worst aquaries in that poor blender And we tried to learn, but we were still wrong about gender Thank you for holding 
Now leaving Nerdist.com.